Welcome to this episode of Disease Du Jour with Dr. Rick Mitchell on the topic of the AAEP's Foundation for the Horse. The Disease Du Jour podcast is brought to you in 2020 by Merck Animal Health. I'm your host, Kim Brown, publisher of Aquamanagement. Dr. Mitchell, who is the AAEP Foundation Chair, is part owner of Fairfield Equine Associates in Connecticut, and through that practice services horses in Wellington, Florida. He practices equine medicine and surgery with an emphasis on leanness and imaging. Dr. Mitchell graduated from the Oklahoma State University College of Veterinary Medicine in 1974. He served on active duty in the U.S. Air Force Veterinary Corps for two years following graduation. He then began private practice in Connecticut. Dr. Mitchell has been internationally certified in veterinary acupuncture and equine locomotive pathology, as well as completing requirements for diplomate status in the American College of Veterinary Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation. He has been involved in national and international equine competitions as both a rider and a veterinarian. Dr. Mitchell served at six Olympic Games as an attending veterinarian for the U.S. Equestrian Team. He was a founding member of the International Society of Equine Locomotor Pathology. Thank you, Dr. Mitchell, for joining us today on Disease Du Jour to talk about the Foundation for the Horse. Thank you, Kim. Uh, so, who is the Foundation? Uh, the Foundation for the Horse is the charitable arm of the American Association of Equine Practitioners, or the AAEP, and has been helping horses for more than 25 years. In fact, last year, 2019, we celebrated our 25th anniversary. Uh, and one of the uh, things that we celebrated said anniversary with was changing the name so that it resonated better with the equine community. Historically, it was the AAEP Foundation, but uh, we decided to uh, go with the name the Foundation for the Horse because specifically that's what it is. Uh, the Foundation focuses support in three areas, including for equine veterinary students and grad students, including support for educational programs and scholarships, we support research, support for equine research projects and seminars that bring researchers together to focus on priorities for the equine industry and veterinary communities. And benevolence, three areas of benevolence. One, working equids by supporting equitarian workshops in underdeveloped countries that provide care for equids and education for their caretakers. We serve to support at-risk horses and horses in transition by supporting programs that help promote responsible ownership and promote finding more good homes and owners for these horses. And disaster relief by providing monetary support, supplies, and communication to veterinarians and equine organizations on the ground during natural disasters. So those are our primary areas of supporting welfare for the horse but it gets even broader than that uh, when we really get down to the work we do. Well, I mean, that's a great overview, but I know I've, I've been part of the AAP Foundation for a lot of years and love to support it, and we'll talk about that in, in just a little bit. But let's talk a little bit first about how does the Foundation for the Horse help veterinarians help horse owners? Well, initially, we support education. Uh, over, over the past 25 years, we have 
uh, awarded nearly $7 million in grants and support to programs to help the horse. Uh, our mission ultimately is to improve the welfare of horses. And so, for example, just this year, the council and board met in August and made grants and program awards in the amount of more than $623,000 so far for 2020, and $394,500 of that for education and scholarships to educate students. As you well know, the cost of a veterinary education now has become extremely expensive. And to be able to give young veterinarians a little kickstart and relieve them some of the debt is one of our missions. Uh, but we've also this year provided um, uh, money for uh, at-risk and working equity programs to the tune of $117,725. Uh, and possibly more to come. And uh, in addition, we have approved just recently research projects and fellow awards for $111,000, which will significantly aid uh, young graduate researchers in developing new products and new procedures for horses that will help with horse health and welfare. So those are just some of the things, but let's talk about the fires in California in uh, Colorado, Wyoming, Oregon, Washington. Um, the foundation has been really busy there, uh, raising funds, stewarding donors, and coordinating relief efforts with those on the ground and working with the industry partners on supply needs. Uh, so bad enough, we've got all those fires, but we also had Hurricane Laura impacting the uh, southwest Louisiana and recently Hurricane Sally impacting Mobile to Pensacola. And we've got another one coming, as you well know, right now, that's probably going to hit uh, New Orleans as a Category 2. Uh, the foundation works closely with vets on the ground in the impacted areas to determine the needs for these areas, from feed and hay to veterinary medical supplies and more. And the foundation responds quickly to get resources where they are needed. So we've got, fortunately, we have some great people uh, in uh, Louisiana and Texas, uh, as well as out west in California and Oregon that are ready for these disasters. And so we're able to coordinate with them very quickly to get uh, needed uh, supplies and assistance uh, where where it's called for. Yeah, I, I know in some of the disasters that have happened before, I remember hurricanes specifically, people were just loading up st stuff and taking it without knowing who to send it to, where to send it, what was needed, how to disperse it. So I love that the foundation's kind of taking a leadership role in organizing this. Well. That this is this is exactly a, it's a good point because the foundation has an easy to find website, uh, the foundation for the horse, uh, and it can help the would be donor uh, relative to where to send funds or to send supplies and to help coordinate. Um, uh, one of our liaisons there, Keith, uh, Keith Klein, who works for the AAEP. Um, as well as the foundation, uh, is the man on the, on the job, and he is the one who can help coordinate where supplies and where monies need to go. And so uh, having direct contact with and reaching out directly to the foundation for the horse uh, is, is how people can help the most. And not only 
veterinary organizations and veterinary practices, but private individuals and horse owners alike. And I know one of the things that we talk, you talked about was supporting vet students, and some people may not connect the dots there, but to me, that's one of the most critical aspects, because we know right now there's a shortage of equine veterinarians. There's a shortage of vet students who want to go into equine practice. So I, as a horse owner, really appreciate that the, the funnel is being helped along to encourage people to stay in equine veterinary medicine. Well, this is true. Um, we are seeing a decline in the interest in farm practice in general, uh, whether it's uh, food animal medicine or it's equine medicine. Uh, and uh, so we're, we're doing what we can to encourage students to move toward equine medicine. Um, and we right now um, have 18 uh, equine vet scholarships. Uh, the Coyote Rock Ranch uh, provides three at uh, $75,000 uh, each, which is a tremendous boost to the uh, veterinary student to help uh, defray the cost of education. Merck Animal Health provides five uh, scholarships uh, at uh, the tune of $5,000 each. Uh, the Oakwood Foundation um, also provides $5,000 and five scholarships. And Zoetis, uh, one of our major pharmaceutical groups uh, provides five scholarships at $4,000 each. So we're, you know, very grateful to these uh, foundations, other foundations and organizations that they've come forward to, to help us with our, um, with our student scholarships and, 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 uh, and grants also that are being made. Uh, and so, you know, we, we have to help with, the educational aspect. Uh, it, it, otherwise, we're going to be in a position in the near future where we're, there's going to be a, a, a severe um, lack of adequate uh, equine veterinary care uh, simply because of lack of um, equine veterinarians. Uh, so we're, we're doing everything we can to stimulate uh, interest in veterinary medicine. And I have to say that with the research from a personal note, with the research that's been done and the progress that's been made in medicine as gener in general, equine medicine for me um, as a practitioner of over 40 years is far more rewarding now because of the research that's being done and because of the young minds that are involved in equine medicine now. Uh, it's far more rewarding to me. I learn something new every single day. And uh, I think that... Uh, to have uh, the stimulus that these young people are getting from the foundation is going to help us continue to have quality equine practitioners. Today's Disease Du Jour podcast is sponsored by Merck Animal Health. Merck Animal Health is proud to partner with AAEP in the Unwanted Horse Veterinary Relief Campaign to deliver much needed vaccines to qualifying equine rescue and retirement facilities. This year, Merck Animal Health is doubling the 2020 vaccine donation to this critical program to help meet the demand and provide 7,000 doses of life-saving vaccine to horses in need. To learn more, visit uhvrc.org. Well, and you mentioned research, and that is another key thing that's important to me is that I know the foundation has a board of experts 
who review um, the, the requests for grants for research and then works not only giving grants themselves, but also with other organizations for some of the larger projects. Yes, exactly. Dr. Anthony Blixlogger is the current chair, uh, chairman of the research subcommittee, and Anthony himself is a researcher and uh, a professor at North Carolina State University. And um, he and his group uh, have done an excellent job in really critically evaluating uh, grant uh, awards. Uh, and uh, we have um, five projects yet to be announced that will be awarded uh, in 2020 uh, up to $20,000 each. And there will also be two research fellow awards to support graduate DVMs working on advanced degrees and careers in equine research. So we're trying to encourage uh, young doctors to go into the research aspect of things so that we can keep uh, really active, gifted minds working on uh, the problems that we, we have in equine medicine. And as we're closing in on the, the last quarter of the year, this is a great time for people to donate. And again, whether you're a veterinarian, a company, an individual, a horse owner, whoever you are, little donations, big donations, grants, if you want to get involved and sponsor a scholarship or a research project yourself, how do they get in touch with the foundation and work with you? Well, and I just wanted to mention also relative to the benevolence thing very quickly that, you know, uh, the at risk and horses in transition that, um, you know, there's a, an equine welfare data collective, uh, a collaboration with the Foundation for the Horse, the Right Horse Initiative, the ASPCA, and the United Horse Coalition. And the overall goal of this program is to collect important data regarding horses at risk and in transition, formerly called unwanted horses, which nobody likes that term, and that's not the way we feel about them. So we, the industry, can make better decisions regarding programs and efforts to increase adoptions and make more horses wanted. Uh, we provide United, uh, you know, we uh, provide annual support for the United Horse Coalition and the Retired Racehorse uh, Project Thoroughbred Makeover Symposium for 2021. Um, and so, you know, these are just other efforts. If you're not, if if research does not stimulate your heart, perhaps saving a horse will uh, in terms of uh, unwanted horses. Uh, so um, as I said before, uh, we have a website, the Foundation for the Horse, or you can go to the aaep.org and also find the Foundation for the Horse there. Uh, and uh, there is a, a channel by which you can make a, a, a donation. So uh, we would encourage anyone interested in improving the welfare of horses, uh, whether it's from a medical or just a general care and love standpoint to make a donation to the Foundation for the Horse. And if there are AAPers who are interested in working with you on the Foundation, um, how do they do that? Well, again, we have uh, um, interest uh, 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 programs where you can where you can uh, sign up, so to speak, as a as a member and express interest in committee uh, work or in uh, specific uh, mission work 
with AAEP. Uh, and again, that information is available on the AAEP.org uh, website. Okay. Uh, and so, and then one other thing uh, that we um, have other related efforts with, just so that people know, is with the World Equine Veterinary Association, uh, providing continuing education to countries worldwide, and then also the AVMA Congressional Fellowship Program, where the, the foundation has annually supported this program, which allows for young veterinarians to serve for a year in Washington, D.C., as scientific advisors to members of Congress or congressional committees, and they play pivotal roles in the shaping and influencing key legislation on a variety of issues. So we're, we're behind it from that standpoint as well. So uh, the money that is donated is greater than 90% going to the horse or to a program for the horse. This is not an organization that spends the money on uh, office staff and parties, okay? So people need to know that. Well, that's a good point. And is there anything else that you had wanted to add to, to help folks understand the foundation for the horse any better? Well, I just, I think that veterinarians in general uh, are not very good at asking for money. Uh, they, they, it's hard for them to sometimes to even ask for their bills to be paid for services they've rendered. And so we're not the best in the world at, at asking for charitable donations. But what, what I can say is that veterinarians are keenly aware of what needs to be done. And I would ask anyone listening to this podcast to turn around and ask their veterinarian, well, what do you see as a major problem with uh, you know, benevolence or disaster relief or research or where can I help support the equine industry in a way that I'm not already doing? Uh, and I think many veterinarians would be happy to open up and talk about that, uh, whereas it's a little hard for them to ask an owner, hey, you know, can you can you give me a check for the foundation? You know, and and I, I think that uh, there's a great opportunity for us as veterinarians to appeal to a lot of caring horse owners uh, to, uh, you know, direct their charitable donations. And one of the things that I would say as chairman of this foundation is that we have a phenomenal organization that is that is very cosmopolitan. And that money does not need to go overseas. It needs to come to the foundation, and then we can distribute it where it needs to be, whether that be in underdeveloped countries or perhaps in Louisiana or in California or Oregon or wherever there's a problem. So uh, that's, uh, that's what I would appeal to, uh, to our listeners uh, to think about. And again, as I've mentioned, I've long been a, a supporter, not just journalistically, but financially of the foundation. And I received a letter, which was interesting, just this week. So I wanted to take just a moment, if I could, to read what this letter says from the Foundation for the Horse. We understand that times are challenging right now. The pandemic is taking a toll on many, and it's having a negative impact on the condition of too many horses. With new rounds of employee furloughs and businesses closings, business closings sweeping the nation, horses are more vulnerable than ever to neglect or abandonment. At the same time, the faltering economy is driving many veterinary students to small animal medicine, where they can more quickly tackle their student debt. 
This, too, is causing a shortage of adequate care for horses in need. The Foundation for the Horse urgently seeks your financial support as we address these concerns head on. Please consider a first-time or additional gift today in the face of these challenges. Through its Vet Direct Safety Net program, the Foundation provides urgent medical care for horses whose owners simply cannot afford emergency services. And to assist students following their passion for equine veterinary medicine, the Foundation seeks to expand scholarships. Every scholarship helps a student who, in turn, helps untold numbers of horses in need. Now more than ever, the Foundation invites you to make a gift of financial support for these and other urgent initiatives to improve the welfare of horses. And we want to make sure that our listeners know that, as you mentioned, Dr. Mitchell, they can go to aaep.org or they can go to foundationforthehorse.org and donate right on the website. So thank you very much, uh, Dr. Mitchell, for for talking about this important program and the Foundation for the Horse and, and donating so much of your personal time to helping horses. Well, happy to do it. That's what we do. Please listen and rate previous and future episodes of Disease to Jour on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. Follow Equimanagement on Facebook, or you can send me an email at the letter kbrown at aimmedia.com. And don't forget, you can go directly to the aaep.org or foundationforthehorse.org to learn more or to make a donation today. Disease Du Jour is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network, and is sponsored in 2020 by Merck Animal Health.